0: So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top Podcast. This is Episode Two Hundred and Forty-Seven for the Twenty-Eighth of Talmos in a leap year. So, if you've been following along the podcast for the past few days, you most probably have noticed that the topic du jour is addiction and really understanding how this concept of addiction doesn't really apply only to severe addicts. That's maybe a caricature that can help us understand this topic in a very pronounced way, but really it applies to all of us because all of us on some level have these things within us, these these compulsions that lead us to do things sometimes, unfortunately, that are out of line with ourselves, that are out of sync with our highest self, that are out of sync with our creator who is the source of and vitality of our life. And this is why it's explained in uh, Jewish literature, it, it talks about this idea that anytime a person does a sin, it's only because a spirit of folly enters into them, because it's not a sane thing to do, because if to live out of sync with the source of your life does not make any sense. We want to live, we want to live a full life, we want to live... Um, optimally and in line with who we are like who would want to do something that's not who they really are that it doesn't make any sense and it really is only because of some kind of spirit of folly that enters into us that leads us to do things just like an addict to be compelled to do things that they don't addicts don't want to be engaged in their addiction they don't they're they're not happy being an addict they're not like happy destroying their families uh you know, giving up their jobs and living on the street sometimes like these kind of things. It's not like those things are bringing them joy or it's something that is enjoyable to them. It's a compulsion of some kind. And we all fall victim to this in some way or another when we are doing things that are out of line with our creator. So we've been discussing this whole topic and we've been discussing the idea of how it is that people fall into these addictions, quote unquote, which in the Tanya's terms are transgressions. And we've also been talking about how to heal from it, how to return, how to do tshuva in the language of Kabbalah, of, of Hasidus, of Judaism at large. We've discussed how even the word tshuva itself points to this idea of returning to our source. When we break it down etymologically, it's tashuv Hay return the hay. So we looked at this heterogrammaton, we looked at the four letter name of God and how it's made up of the, of the letters yud and hay and vav and hay, and how when we do tshuva, we're returning that hay, the lower hay to a source uh, to the vav from which it fell um interestingly if you look at the tetragrammaton there's actually two haze, right there's the higher hay and the lower hay, and each and that's not by accident so each one of those haze does involve chuba but just on a different level and this is what we're going to be talking about today that there's actually a lower type of chuba and a higher type of chuba and we'll talk we're going to talk about how the baseline for the higher tshuva is achieving that lower tshuva so what does this mean lower tshuva higher tshuva returning to self on some level returning to self on another level so what the basic idea as we'll learn is that lower tshuva basic lower tshuva which we've talked about somewhat extensively so far about the what's involved in doing that and in terms of first arousing compassion for yourself for your godly soul as well as your godly source and also um coming to a sense of brokenness coming to a sense of humility and coming to a sense of sobriety really recognizing um, who you are for real and what you've been doing and how out of sync these transgressions are from your true self all of that this accounting of the soul as we talk about it these are all the things that prepare a person to really engage in this lower form of tshuva that really prompt a person to be able to then arouse this mercy on high which will in turn lead them to be able to return to their source so to return that hey back to that state of equilibrium back to the vav so that's that's like the baseline that's the level of chuva. Chuva, you've returned you're back at your baseline you're back where you started at originally uh great you're good to go okay now what is higher chuva? now this is this is where it gets even really deeper and this is where in my opinion Shuva really can be thought of as in a certain sense being time travel what do i mean by this higher shuva is where we can actually bring ourselves to such a state that we don't just reach that equilibrium point where we restore ourselves back to where we were before we actually are able to restore ourselves to that level to a level within ourselves in a place in which it's it's like before we even sinned, where we get to a state of actually restoring ourselves to a level that it's, it's as if we never send it's it's like we we go before it all what is this likened to and tanya as we'll learn about when we get into the text it's likened to before the exhale so if you recall we spoke about this idea of breath we spoke we had a whole episode about breath and our breath being like a rope and everything like that and how The the thing that's unique about the human being, specifically the Jew, is that we were created through the breath of God directly, like in a direct exhale, like a ha or a blowing kind of way, as opposed to everything else in creation, which was created through Hashem's speech, which is also an exhale, but it's not as intense. It's not as internal, like it's not coming from as deep within the blower, when a person speaks or when God speaks, so to speak, on a different level, it's coming from a more external place within the person that's speaking or the or God who's speaking versus the blower, somebody who blows that blow, that breath, that exhale is coming from deep, deep, deep within the person on a new level. So, now what about? Being able to go back to that place before the blow, before the exhale, that's where the exhale is really one with the, with the blower themselves, one with the person, one with God, so to speak. So it's like there is no separation at all. And this is what we'll learn is this idea of this higher level of tshuva, where it's not just about restoring equilibrium, but it's actually about going back to that place before the breath, before the exhale so let's get into the text and see how the ultra rabba outlines all of this and we will discuss all of this a little bit more as we go and for context we are learning we're up to chapter eight of the year today we're going to learn the entirety of chapter eight so the ultra rabba begins and he says after thinking deeply about everything that we spoke about before namely this whole idea of arousing compassion and coming to a broken heart and all of that then that like that's like the proper preparation. That's the prerequisite to be able to then come uh, and to request of God from the depths of one's heart. And then this this is a quote from Tehillim chapter fifty one verse three. Kerov with which means. Um, in accordance with your abounding compassion erase my transgression so it's like when we basically arouse compassion within ourselves and we come to that state of compassion within ourselves and that brokenness of our heart we can arouse compassion we can ask hashem to respond in kind and give us compassion as well so this is exactly what the ultra ultra Rabbi now says he says because at that point after engaging in this whole practice pra- practice of thinking about The compassion and the breaking of the heart and everything like that then it will really be ingrained for true truly in their in their heart the greatness of the compassion on this aspect of godliness that's found in their soul and as well as the in the source above as we explained above so like at this point like basically through engaging these medit these meditations that we've been discussing about like really thinking about uh feeling compassion for your true self for your godly self and for your source god ab- about like how you've drawn these things down into the depths with you through your transgressions this is going to be like this is going to arouse this real compassion within you uh to the point that you can now then arouse compassion on high so then the altar rabbit goes on so what do we mean by arousing compassion on high it gets more specific he says this will arouse the compassion on high from the 13 midos of, of mercy so there's this thing in hebrew the yud gimel midos harachamim the 13 attributes of mercy that come from the supernal will of god which is hinted at in the thorn of the yud in that little protrusion on the yud that we spoke about in a previous episode we spoke about this idea that in we look at the tetragrammaton, the yud ke vav k so there's four letters, the yud, the he and the vav and the hey. But then there's kind of like this fifth little mini thing where it's like the little protrusion on that yud. And that little protrusion on the yud is an allusion to keter, we said, which is uh which is above all the ten spheres. It's like kind of the beginning of it all. It's also uh it's it's it corresponds to the level of will, the supernal will of God. And so here the ultrava is really focusing on how this Protrusion of the yod. This aspect of uh, of the keter is the source of not only the raton but it's it's this is where the thirteen attributes of mercy come from. And this level, this protrusion of the yod, is way above. It transcends the influ- influence that comes from those other letters of the yud tevavke So it's higher than the tetragrammaton. And this is why when we say when we talk about the thirteen attributes of mercy, they are able to correct all defects as it says and this is a quote from Bamidbar chapter 14 verse 18 It says, that means he forgives inequity and transgression and cleanses so it's like when we want to talk about like how is it possible for Hashem to forgive people for doing things that are so against his will how is that possible it's because this forgiveness is coming from a place that is above any kind of judgment any kind of anything it's like higher than all of it so it's in from these level of the 13 attributes of mercy which are sourced in this protrusion of the yud and so thus what happens when this when a person taps into this like when they use their sense of compassion and mercy to tap into hashem's compassion and mercy then there will be no more uh suckling to these external forces and to the Sitra sitar achara, to the other side from the lower hay as we spoke about below so it will stop so basically so if you if you recall we spoke about this was in a previous episode where we talked about where do you get your food from we talked about that whole experiment with the rats where they're pressing on the lever and they're getting like this really good feeling of dopamine influx into their brain but they're not actually getting food they might even starve themselves to death and we liken that to the fact that like really this is why we see some people who live really really long lives and even to the outside it might look like they're living very prosperous lives even if they're not the best people and they do things that like to the letter of the law would make them liable for death and we explain that this is because there are two like channels through which vitality can flow there's the direct channel directly from god and then there's the more like backhanded channel that comes through the different astrological forces which ultimately are sourced in the clipa and the sitar so basically once a person engages in this shuva that we've been talking about that uh, in, in, when they arouse this compassion within themselves and they find that brokenness of the heart and they arouse hashem's compassion the 13 attributes of mercy this cuts off that flow it's like they it's as if like for those rats it's like they are no longer going to be getting that dopamine from there it's like there's no more they are they don't go to that lever anymore and so and this is and that what this means technically is that this lower hay returns to its source uh, to be able to be connected to the other three letters, the yod, and the hay, and the vav um, of, the, the, of the tetragrammaton. And the altruism says this is sufficient for the understanding. So, obviously, that's a very deep Kabbalistic idea of what, what is really going on there. But the main thing is that that hay, which was, uh, had become, like, it's like, through a person's transgressions, they drags that hay, which is like the shrina we spoke about, into the darkness, into the de- uh, decrepit place of sin. Because everything ultimately is has to be nourished by God. So ultimately, it's like we're like a person's transgression is forcing God to nourish these sinful activities. Now we kind of restored it to its place, so it's no longer doing that. It's no longer sending vitality. It's no longer uh, receiving its vitality in this like um way that is against god's will that's that's in line with the Acha and the clipa and so not only the ultra goes on is this true like in terms of like okay now we restored the godly source to its source like uh, the hay to its source but this is true also for the soul the nefeshulachis in a person the godly soul of a person um where no no more do our sins disconnect us from god so now it's talking on a more personal level that Personally speaking, our godly soul is not receiving its nourishment anymore from like these evil forces, but it, it restored its more direct connection with its source. And this is why it says, and this is a quote from Yoma, from the Gemara Yoma, page 86a, where it says, So this is, again, it's a reference back to that quote that we had earlier from Ben Midbar, where it talks about this thing of that. Hashem forgives inequity and transgressions and cleanses. So the, what the Gemara explains here is that who does Hashem cleanse? Hashem cleanses the one who does shuva, those people that do shuva. And what does it mean by cleansing? What do we mean by that? It means that Hashem really cleans and uh, bathes their their soul, which have become soiled at this point like just like sometimes people liken it to like a, a baby who whose diaper gets really dirty you know like that, basically these sins that we do they really they cause a lot of dirt they cause there to be a lot of uh of so, uh, blemishes on our soul and what is these what are these blemishes what is this dirt that this is the external forces and the sitra ahra as we've been describing it and then the the ultra bit here brings another citation from the gemara this time from sota 3b which talks about how a person's sins envelop them like so it's it's again this idea that basically there it does it's not like a person does a sin does a transgression and like okay that's it it affects their soul it does it it makes like an imprint on their soul so now okay so now the person that, that's like so we, we up until here we spoke about this idea of chuba tata this lower level of shiva. and so this is where a person got cleansed off their their nice and shiny and clean and they're returned back to their source we return that lower hay back to its source um they're back at their equilibrium state so now the ultra is going to go on to the next level of shiva so here he says from here once a person has uh got to this place where they are where the spirit uh, has passed over them and and purified them now they can really return to god in a true way like to truly to god himself so what does this mean this means that they can ascend to a great place to a very high high place into their source and to cleave to god with an, an amazing unity as they were connected to god with utmost unity before god even blew the breath into his into him so before they were created kind of thing you know so it's like we spoke about this idea about how intimate it is that hashem creates man through breath and how it's like we're all walking around and we have this breath of god within us but what if we were able to return to god and connect with god on a level that's like pre-breath that's before the exhale and before it this breath came down to be enclosed in the body of man and so now in brackets the ultra gives us like a visual for this. He says this is like by way of analogy, really if we think about a person, before a person exhales, this the exhale is one with them. So like think about it. It's like maybe we'll do a little exercise here. Like think about like you're gonna breathe now, but before you breathe, just imagine that you're about to breathe and then you take an exhale. <sighs> like that. So where was that exhale before you you breathed it out into the world, before you made the sound? It was within you. It was one with you. So that's the level at which a person can return to now on this level, and this is the perfect, the full return, the full chiva. And this is, uh, and this aspect of unity, and this aspect of chiva is what we call tshuva ilah, the uh, the higher chiva, which comes after lower, lower tshuva, as is written in the holy Zohar, in the Ramnahamna and Parshas Naso, that this supernal tshuva, this Chuva ilah is what is it it's when a person engages in the study of torah out of love and fear of god so why why specifically torah study like what does that have to do with higher tuba so basically the altar goes back and he he talks again about or really it's the zohar that does this speaks again about the tetragrammaton so okay we've restored this hey the lower hey to its source the letter that comes before the hey is the vav and this vav is a is is the progeny it's the offspring of the two letters before it the yud and the hay which the yud and the hay correspond to bina correspond to understanding contemplation so this is why we can understand that like basically this higher level of chua like if we want to go beyond that lower hay and want to actually connect to the vav that's above that that comes about through torah study because that is connected to bina which is the yud and the hay which give birth to the vav and now the al concludes with a brackets in which he explains that this is that if we want to talk about the the advantage the superiority of balei tshuva over Tzaddikim, total Tzaddikim in this aspect is that which it says in Parsha's chayesara that they draw and and this is from the just give you the source it's from the zohar for the first part of the zohar page one hundred and twenty nine b and where it says they draw upon themselves with a more intense longing of the heart and with greater forcefulness to approach the king so it's a little obscure but the basic idea is that basically if you can understand somebody who like had to do tshuva somebody who went through this whole process of having to engage in this uh, compassion for themselves breaking themselves breaking their heart and only then then they come to that level of like equilibrium and and now they work really hard to learn torah with love and fear this intensity through which they study torah and and uh, engage in this Torah study is most likely going to be a lot more intense a lot more passionate than somebody who didn't have to go through that whole journey that's the basic idea so that's the end of the section for today so just to briefly recap what we learned about is how basically this whole everything we spoke about in the previous episodes about basically coming to terms with transgression coming to terms with the fact that transgression basically is doing something that's out of line with your true self it's not What your godly soul wants to do and not only is it not what your godly soul and and god himself want you to do doing transgressions unfortunately brings drags the godly soul and drags god down into the into the dirt with us with with the sin and so when we come to that awareness this will lead to a sense of sobriety and this will encompass both feelings of compassion and feeling of uh, breaking our heart, like humility, great humility. And these two things will serve as a prerequisite to really be able to arouse compassion on high and to cause God's attributes of mercy, the 13 attributes of mercy, to redeem a person and and to cleanse a person. And today we spoke about the idea of how this is possible because the 13 attributes of mercy are sourced and the part that's like a, right above the tetragrammaton it's like the source the the little protrusion on the yud so it's they it surpasses the regular spheres. it actually comes from Hashem's ratson so that's why it has these they have the power to cleanse a person and after that initial sta- stage of cleansing which we can think of as lower tshuva then we spoke about this idea that then a person can actually come to this even higher level of chuba where they really connect with god himself in this like pre-breath kind of way in this way of before the exhale, before god blew into our soul so it's like really connecting to our source in a truly deep way and we spoke about that the way that after going through this whole process of sobriety and then subsequent coming back to equilibrium becoming clean so to speak then you can actually reach even higher than that and you can come to a place as like of before that back to your source completely so maybe if we wanted to go back and think about an addict we can think about okay maybe step one which is a very big step and it's not something to be minimized is get is becoming clean and being totally clean not having that addiction not being a slave to the addiction anymore where you can really say that like you're not it doesn't have a hold on you anymore but then there's this higher level where you can actually get to this place that's like before that that you actually are connecting with yourself and living in such a way as before the addiction even had a hold on you at all so that's a much deeper level so th- uh, that's it for today and tomorrow we will begin chapter or we're actually going to do the entirety of chapter nine so I'll and subscribe on youtube apple itunes spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to leave us a five-star review